0: thinking maybe later on we could get together for a while it's been such a long
1: Welcome to our number two of tonight's show here from the studios and corporate offices of Ralmar McConnell Media Company in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network and you're listening to us on your hometown classic 1220 and streamed on classic 1220.ca. If you'd like to send me an email, Exon at exxonradiotv.com or right here to the studios at classic. Got? Are you writing this down guys? Yeah. Okay. Exone at classic1220.ca. All right, my second guest uh, tonight is uh, Joe Diamond. We're going to be talking about mind reading, mentalism, magic, seance, history, and a lot of other great things. Uh, joining me now from Woodstock, Illinois is Joe Diamond. And Joe, welcome to the Exxon.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Rob. It's, uh, it's a joy to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started in the profession you're in now.
0: Oh uh, it's uh it's a long story. Uh how how, how long do we have? I'll, I'll I'll keep it short. I'll give you the clip notes for sure. All Um I've always been attracted to the, the strange and unusual. I was the weird kid, you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, reading reading ghost stories and doing my best to retell them. I also grew up um at a time where, like, it was right after the the late 80s. So, like, Ghostbusters had come and gone, mm-hmm. but I was, like, the last kid still into them, you know? <laughs> so I was just, just like, a, a slight step out of time with all the other kids. I was the one watching Nick at Night growing up, so I watched <laughs> Twilight Zone and all Alfred right. Hitchcock Presents and, and Dragnet even. All the good uh, stuff. And so, yeah, the good ones. Yeah. So, so but when I went to school the next day to talk to the kids about them, they had no idea what I was talking about. Like, no, no, it's a served man. It's a cookbook. And the kids would be like, what? <laughs> and so but I, that didn't stop me. I was always into the the strange and unusual. I read about everything from UFOs and crop circles to uh, psychics like Uri Geller oh, yeah. and, uh, magicians and, uh, you know, ghost, real life ghostbusters like Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I read a lot of books growing up, uh, so much so, but that by the time I got to second grade, I had a 12th grade reading level, which sounds impressive, but I still have a 12th grade reading level. I hate early. I see. And so, yeah, so, I, I got interested, I got a magic kit like most kids, but mm-hmm. what I was really interested in were the people like, again, the the psychics, the hypnotists, the mind readers, and uh, I got some books from the library on how to read poems, and my great-grandmother taught me how to read playing cards, just like tarot cards, and I, I kind of just... Started doing shows in the Chicagoland area. I had a couple mentors that were really kind that that took me under their wing. And over the last, you know, fifteen to twenty years, it's been my professional job to go to house parties and corporate events and now uh Thanks to uh, my appearance on recently on the show Penn & Teller Fool Us, right. uh, where I read their minds and predicted the outcome of the show, uh, and uh, read the palm of host uh, Brooke Burke, who is also my childhood crush, so that was a very odd full-circle moment uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, I get to travel all around uh, the country and beyond doing uh, doing shows in theaters and various haunted locations where uh instead of standing on stage and pulling a rabbit out of a hat like a more traditional magician i stand on stage and pull thoughts out of uh out of people's minds i've done everything from telling people their their pin codes, both uh, current and old ones. Uh, I, I stick to old ones now uh, with the way the world is right now. <laughs> yes. But I told people the name of their, uh, their first crush. Uh, one person I did that for was Ari Lehman, the first person to play Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th series. And when I told him the name of his first crush within a few minutes of meeting him out of nowhere he freaked out and said, dude, you're scary. And I was just like, oh my God, I scared the hockey mask killer. Yeah, guy. exactly. <laughs> this is a fun now, way to make a living.
1: Now that is a claim um, to fame.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So what was it like working, uh, doing the show with Penn and Teller?
0: It was really hard because they don't like psychics. They're very skeptical. They mm-hmm. don't like even uh, mentalists and, and uh, uh Penn has uh, said a lot of, um, we'll just say, not positive or nice things about people I grew up admiring. Uh, like, I grew up admiring them, but I also grew up admiring people like the amazing Kreskin and Erie Geller. Oh, yeah. And Penn Gillette has said, has not shared my same uh, passion for the work of those people, uh, which is you know all fair and love and war and, and show business, yeah. That's uh, that's fine. Uh, but um, I, I had auditioned every year for, uh, since the show began and never got on until this last year, which was uh, which was fascinating. Originally, the producers did want me to do something with tarot cards, and last minute, they asked me to change it to playing cards, which I don't know if they felt it was too. I don't know if they felt that would be pushback from the network. I don't know if they felt Penn and Teller wouldn't like it. I, I, I don't know the reasons for it. Um, I was okay with it. I'm very flexible, uh, and I'm very okay with how the the clip turned out, because, again, I got to play with each of them, talk about themselves, talk about me, each of our, our histories, and they could not have been more, uh, more pleasant. They actually said this was their favorite kind of mentalism, because what I did took actual mental effort. And, uh, that's one of the things I do pride myself on is the amount of work I do put in. Cause there are some people who will do magic tricks to make it look like they know how mm-hmm. to do something like just, for example, reading a palm or knowing what, you know, knowing what someone's thinking and when there are actual techniques, like you can get an actual book on how to actually read a palm or how to actually read someone's mind through something like you know, contact mind reading or hellstromism, like uh, uh, the amazing Kreskin has talked about numerous times. And uh, sure, there's ways to fake that, but that takes the fun out of it. And that takes some of the joy and mystery out of it. And uh, I don't know if people who have faked it have had very long standing careers without going into too much of that. But it was very fun to to go and work on the biggest stage in Vegas, and uh, and again ended up. Um, you know, Brooke Burke is a little bit more on the mystical side as well. So when she asked me to read her palm, I was totally starstruck, and uh, she ended up hugging me, which wow. at that point I was like, I'll take this over uh, over a trophy any day. <laughs> so that was a, that was a real real treat because again, it's something not a lot of people uh, in Mm -hmm. my industry get to do, let alone this, this sort of narrow niche of, you know, of it, of where the hypnotists and mentalists and psychic entertainers hang out. Joe, how does mind reading work? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different techniques you can use for it. one technique is just plain and simple intuition. Mm-hmm. There are so many times throughout our daily lives where we get a feeling or an urge or we meet someone and we go, oh, I have a weird feeling. Yes. I I don't know. Or there's a weird feeling about that person. And part of the secret is in a stage format, in a stage show entertainment format like I'm doing. hmm we get to see if I'm right or not. And you don't get to see if you're right on a daily basis. And even if you were to just randomly go up to people and say, hey, I have a weird vibe about you, are you okay? I think 99% of the population would lie and say yes when the real answer was no, Uh, especially to a complete stranger. Um, Because I've done that to people I know and love. So that's that is one simple uh simple answer the other answer is yes of course there is a lot of psychology into what i what i do there is a lot of um what uh you know again magicians use the term sleight of hand i like to use the term sleight of mind uh it's funny too because a lot of you know again more traditional magicians will be very skeptical when it mm-hmm. comes to something like intuition and yet, all of them will say when they go to pick people for their shows, like to find an audience volunteer, they'll just pick people just based on their intuition in the moment, standing on stage, and something in them from just doing that show a million times lets them know, oh, this person will be perfect for the next routine, not that person. This person, the same way Santa, a stand-up comedian, you know, develops a, you know, a sixth sense where they go, okay this next joke isn't going to work, do this joke instead. So there is something to the perform- the live performance environment where, you know, performers of all kinds do develop a sort of intuitive sixth sense working with the audience. Uh, Joda, it goes, and- you know, hopefully even further mm-hmm. than that. And um, I, you know, there's dozens and dozens of techniques from, you know, again, intuition to... Body language to um, unconventional you know uh, even techniques that were uh, that have been kind of deemed too controversial by uh, you know by some magicians to even try or or rely upon but if you work on them enough you you can start to learn to rely upon them
1: Joe how about reading body language
0: um what's funny is that I know some people who are great at it a good friend of mine does seminars on body language. I'm actually not great at it. The more I personally try to go like Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and like overanalyze something, the more wrong I am. Wow. The more I tend to turn it off right. and try to just go with what comes to me initially, that's that's typically what, I the less analytical I am, that's when I typically uh, am the most right.
1: All right, Joe, ah, stand by. We've got to take our first commercial break. Exonation, Nation, our guest this hour is Joe Diamond. His website is Joediamondlive.com And uh, Joe is going to be returning with me on the other side of this break, so don't go away. If you'd like to send me an email, once again, my email address is exxon at classic1220.ca. You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, coming to you tonight from the studios in Hamilton, I'm, in, I'm sorry, in St. Catharines, Ontario, Your hometown radio, Classic 1220, and streamed around the world on classic1220.ca. Don't go away, we'll be back right after these short breaks.
0: We could go walking through Windy Park, take a drive along the stay at home and watch.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us on your hometown radio, Classic 1220, and streamed around the world on Classic1220.ca. Joe Diamond is my very special guest this hour, www.joediamondlive.com. All right, Joe, well, we were talking about uh, reading people, uh, mm-hmm. and you, you know, like, basically, we all have that ability, just like I know, yes. You know, the, the intuition, I've had many experiences of intuition in my life, and whenever I've gone against my gut feeling, I've paid for it.
0: Yes. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I, I often say, maybe not the whole secret, but definitely the first 51% of the secret is sticking to your gut. I mean, mm. so how often... Have you had your first gut instinct and then gone? I'm gonna switch over, and then later on, gone. Oh, I should have gone with my gut instinct. So much of it is yeah. just sticking to that first gut instinct and and not doubting yourself, which again is kind of where the the body language stuff again it just comes really naturally to some people, but that becomes the thing that I second that I use to second guess my initial gut instinct whether I'm doing, you know, and th- there's a lot of different theories we could go into whether I'm doing that unconsciously uh, at such a rate that even I don't realize whether it's coming from another source, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. There is a certain point where even I am okay with just saying I'm comfortable with being in the mystery and I want to give people that uh, that experience of the mystery for themselves because so many people I think especially in this day and age are are looking for uh, are looking for answers and they're not comfortable with just saying, I don't know. And I think that's okay to say, and not just making something up and just going like, uh, it's this or this. And I think it's okay to just finally go, you know what? I, I don't know. And I, if I want to communicate that to other people, I think it's got to start with me, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I understand you captured some photographs of haunted locations and have uh, Mm -hmm. countless unexplained coincidences and synchronicities. Tell us about a few of them.
0: So, um, so for a while, for about the better part of 10 years, I was working and this wasn't a plan. It just kind of happened. I was doing shows in almost exclusively haunted locations. Um, I was at a place in Crystal Lake called, uh, called the Dole Mansion, which, uh, I'm not supposed to talk too much about this, but there's no more artists in the building. We'll just say that uh, some of the activity got so off the charts there that they ended up um uh, canceling the leases of all the artists there. Wow. So everyone has moved out of there for now. um so which turns out to be a good thing and I'll just uh, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. Um, until more information comes out uh, about that place. Um, I love the the shows I did there, uh, the people I worked with there, all positive, nothing uh, uh, on this material plane, nothing but positive things to to say about that. Uh, That said, in places like the Woodstock Opera House, um, it is arguably the most haunted location in the state if not the entire Midwest. I know a lot of people like to talk about uh, the Joliet Prison and places like that, mm-hmm. but the Woodstock Opera House has so many occurrences and so much uh, le- and so many legends. We there was actually a, a paranormal conference there this last year, and so many people, like in broad daylight, when tons of people were around had stuff happening, cell phones were dying, people were there with different equipment that were just randomly going off at noon in broad daylight. Um, And a lot of it is attributed to um, a ghost called uh, Elvira. Now there's a lot of different theories as to who Elvira is or what Elvira is. The common consensus is that she is uh, the ghost of an actress that uh, took her own life after she was uh, scorned by, uh, by her lover. And um, there's a couple different stories. Some say she leapt from the tower. Some say she, uh, she poisoned herself and uh, went to sleep in a DD 113 which is actually dedicated to her in the theater. And I actually performed there this last Halloween. And... Uh, there was a lot of different things that people caught on camera, some of which is on my social media. It's the same as my website, Joe Diamond Live. You can see it on my Instagram and on my on my Facebook page as well. People shared their photos uh, from those experiences, everything from orbs to like a shadowy figure almost like over the chair. People felt cold spots. And also people were able to pick up on different things in different areas of the basement because there was also... A death in the basement years ago. A vagrant was down there during a wrestling match uh, upstairs. He had gotten in to get cold uh, to get escape the cold. Started a a fire. The fire actually got out of hand, and all 400 people in the sold out wrestling match leapt out of like the second story windows onto the roof of the building next door and ran downstairs no one died except for the vagrant in the basement, which is a a minor miracle in and of itself. But we actually did take a uh, a paranormal uh, tour down there recently. And again, people caught everything from shadows on cameras to orbs to uh, a lot of people were using pendulums that were going just absolutely crazy and wild down there. I also have been the official mind reader at the Maxwell Mansion in Lake Geneva Wisconsin, which is about a half hour north of Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, Maxwell Mansion is now a boutique hotel, but it has a speakeasy downstairs, which is where in the 1800s, Dr. Maxwell would have done a lot of, we'll just say unnecessary surgeries. Mm. And everyone on staff there has a story. Everyone has seen stuff on the first and second floors and down in the speakeasy. And I didn't have anything happen to me there until uh, uh, my wife and I were staying there overnight for her birthday, the old owner let us stay there. Uh, and we were the only ones in the building. And the last night my wife went to bed, she's an early bird, I'm a, I'm a night owl. So I stayed up reading a book in the ballroom, which is right over where the surgeries are. In fact, there's a, a drain uh, uh, pipe down there that if you look, it looks to be painted red. They keep saying it's painted over red, but that's because they just couldn't fully clean it. And that's, that's what the, the old owner said. So I'm right over that spot. Re- you know. And the house is beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's gorgeous. It's been kept up very well, but I'm reading this book by the fire in the gorgeous ballroom. I, I finished my drink. I stand up and I look in the mirror over the fireplace and I saw someone standing over my left shoulder and I turned around to see who it was. No one was there. And I turned back and looked in the mirror and no one was there. Now, full disclosure, I, again, I was drinking and that was my, my fifth old fashioned. So it was either the spirits or the spirits, (laughs) um, full disclosure. (laughs) But again, the fact that it was right over that spot, Mm um we were the only ones in the building and um uh, and again it was enough for me to just go all right finally uh finally had something happen uh, happen to me in this building
1: joe why do the spirits hang around why don't they go to wherever spirits go when they're finished their earthly uh, you know whatever they do here on earth
0: so there's a lot of different theories and i'll i'll be honest i i don't know which one i fully subscribe to yet i'm still hmm. When it com- when it comes to ghosts, I'm still very much the. Um, uh, it's it's definitely something that's that's adjacent to my work. It's it's not like the main focus. I definitely you know. Uh, invoke them more for like you know again when I'm in haunted locations or around Halloween and such. But like I'm not doing a lot of like you know ghostly themed events when I'm going to like. You know, corporate events and, (laughs) you know, other other uh, types of theaters and such. Um, They they, in those events, they want me to stick to strictly mind reading, and that's fine. Uh, But again, when you're performing in a place like the Woodstock Opera House on Halloween night, you you, got to talk about the ghost. Of course, you you, you can't not. Uh, So my friend Lauren Purcell, who's a psychic medium, and she'd be great to have on the show, too. She's often told me about, you know, how. Spirits uh spirits often aren't or and never were people and ghosts are people who have passed away, who have unfinished business, who who stick around. So there there is technically I kinda use spirits and ghosts uh pretty interchangeably and I, I probably shouldn't, but um but as as far as I know, that's that's really the the distinction, but again, I, I just classify it all under the, the paranormal. Um, I, again, that's, those are the, um, those are the moments and, and paranormal occurrences I've had. Um, again, I've caught some things on camera and I've had other, other strange occurrences we can get into later, but I feel like those aren't any more than, I think the average person, I do think the average person does experience a lot of paranormal activity, but a lot of people just brush it off as being a trick of the eye or even worse, a coincidence. Yeah. And when someone says like, oh, that's just a coincidence, I always try to point out that that's more disturbing. The idea that no one or nothing was pulling the strings to make this happen is actually more mysterious when you really think about it.
1: I understand that... um... You hacked the Pentagon without a computer using your brain.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Well, well how how long do we have uh, until the until the next break cuz this is a not a long story but a dense story All so right. I don't want to All right. Yeah, we well, uh,
1: yeah, we've got about a minute and a half before the next break. So that's a good idea holding on to it.
0: Okay, yeah. So so we'll tease that for the for the next moment. And, uh, but all I'll say is, um, it, it happened by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I have a couple thousand, uh, firsthand witnesses as well. So, wow. um, for anyone who is skeptical on the story, it happened back in, uh, 2016. And I'll, I'll tell the full story, uh, when we come back. So that way I'm not rushing through anything.
1: That sounds uh, like a When plan. we come
0: back from the next segment.
1: All right, Exonation. our guest this hour is Joe Diamond. His website is www.joediamondlive.com. Interesting. Truly interesting. Mind-boggling. Did you get that? It's a little mind-boggling. Hmm. I'm sorry about that. Joe and I will be back on the other side of this break as the exon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast entrance studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And we are... uh listening to us right now on your hometown radio classic 1220 and streamed a lot around the world on classic 1220.ca i'll be back with my guests on the other side of this very short break don't go away If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet and welcome back everyone. Joe Diamonds our special guest this hour, JoeDiamondlive.com and um that was if you could read my mind by Gordon Lightfoot. One of my favorite songs and uh so but appropriate for this segment.
0: How'd you know we're psychically connected. What that? Song.
1: <laughs> uh we were going to tell us about how you hacked the White House. Uh the what's the White uh, Pentagon. House? Pentagon, Pentagon, yeah. Technical.
0: Um so um so this is uh so first off um this was on uh 95 will rock radio um on the uh, wisconsin illinois border Mm -hmm. uh at some point uh i I believe it was on a friday the 13th in uh in in 2016. um i'd have to look up the exact date um but um I, i was on the radio and at the time i so um there, there is video of my previous appearance on this morning radio show. I've been on the show dozens of times over the years. And they challenged me to guess one of the radio hosts' iPhone codes. Um, and I was like, well, if I have her think of just one digit at a time, I can probably figure it out and, you know, type them in one at a time and unlock her phone. So, i did and the phone opened and it it kind of went viral in the chicagoland area everywhere i went for the better part of a year people would just hand me their phones <laughs> and be like here unlock it try to unlock my phone try against guess my passcode which very different times now um after uh without getting too much into it uh um but uh after the last few uh, political uh, presidential elections and such, especially when it comes to emails and Big passwords time. and all yeah. that. But, um, and we'll just leave it there. Also after a global pandemic, I don't want to be touching people's phones after after all that anymore. So I do still do this. I'll have people think of their old pin codes and such. Um, and I'll guess those. And I do that still very often. But um, the next time I was on that radio show, they replayed the clip and... We were laughing about it and we get a phone call. And they answer the, it's not a local Chicagoland or Milwaukee area code. And so they answer it and the woman says, hi, my name's Susan, I'm calling from the Pentagon. And this is live, live radio at like 8.30 in the morning. The one host is like, mm-hmm, yeah, and she, she Googles the area code and then the full number, and sure enough, it's a it's a landline for uh, the offices at the Pentagon. So it's a, it's a legit number. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I want to talk to the mind reader guy. And I'm like, Susan, I, I, I can hear you. And she says, okay, Joe, I, I have a question for you. Do you need to be in the same room with someone to guess an iPhone password? Now, Rob, I'm going to put this in perspective. Again, this was uh, mid-2016. This was the time when Apple uh, was in the news every single day with the FBI as to whether or not they could or should unlock a, uh, a terrorist's iPhone that they had gotten. Right. So I am, again, 8.30 a.m., mm-hmm. I am live radio. I immediately start backpedaling. I immediately am like, I, I don't want to be taken away by the white vans or black vans or <laughs> it, it, any of that. You know, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I, I'm i doing this. My, my calling is to be an entertainer. I don't want to. No, I don't want to. Um. So I, I say, yes, it does work better if I'm in the room with the purse or something like that. And to just kind of, pivot and yes and from my you know experience as a performer i say but i can do something with you over the phone right now susan could you think of a playing card in a deck because i'm thinking okay just do playing cards change the subject get off the subject of, of pin numbers and all that just, make sure just do that something you know
1: not to mention keeping the nsa the cia and fbi off your tail
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on a morning radio show. Let's keep (laughs) it fun and light. (laughs) Let's keep it. Think of a playing card, Susan. Um, And now I have actually closed my shows uh, since I was a teenager with calling someone on a cell phone and having them think of a card and I guess it over the phone. Um, So I've done this a a lot. And it was perfect because it was like, oh my gosh, I get to, this is great. In my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna be able to segue into one of my closing pieces for my show. Um, It'll be great. It'll be a good way to kind of yes and, and move away from it. I take out a card from behind my back. I don't even look at it. I put it face down on the table. I say, Susan, there's a card face down on the table. Everyone in studio is watching. We got all the cameras going for the live stream. So people are watching. I can't switch that card. I can't change it. Tell us what card are you thinking of? She says two of diamonds. The host turns over the card. It's the two of diamonds. And pandemonium breaks out in the the radio station. The two hosts start freaking out. And they start repeating, oh, my God. Joe Diamond just hacked the Pentagon. Joe (laughs) Diamond just hacked the (laughs) Pentagon with his brain. And I'm like, oh, no now the white fans are definitely gonna come to me. so i'm like well <laughs> it's it so again you know playing mr you know yeah mr
1: back peddler
0: tuesday morning drive you know <laughs> 8 a.m uh well Susan, it's a good thing we had you think of a playing card thank you so much you know <laughs> um so now in my head though i'm thinking oh my god when i come in so i was hosting my own uh Paranormal Talk Show on Sunday nights on this radio station's uh sister station. They were on uh, 95 Will Rock uh FM and then they had AM 1050 WLIP out of Kenosha uh AM. So I was like, oh my god, when I come in on Sunday, I'm gonna pull the audio and the video from this because I would do that for my show all the time. And I'm thinking in my head, oh my god, this is this is the footage. This is the stuff that's gonna make me you know that's going to go viral you know mind reader hacks hacks the pentagon this is going to be amazing and you might be wondering well then how come we haven't seen this footage and that is because when i went to the radio station and i went to that spot in the archives that that hour the eight o'clock to nine o'clock hour was missing from the radio station's archives
1: any idea and any idea who no, pulled it? no
0: one on staff could explain or figure out why that hmm. Specific hour did not save.
1: Joe, if this if you if you screw up my show, I'm going to be very upset with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've told this story many, many times. Um, It has been I have told the story many times, and um, again, I have had I had thousands of people who heard it live on the air. In fact, I've told this story on stage. And I've had people actually mention after the show, oh, yeah, I heard that broadcast because wow. they broadcast from this uh, from Chicago all the way up to Milwaukee. So they have a wide, wide listenership. Right. Um, so, you know, again, thousands of people heard this in the Chicagoland area. So, again, I have thousands of witnesses um, who can verify the validity of this. And I do it in my show all the time. In fact, during lockdown. I did a lot of Zoom shows. In fact, I'm gonna be doing one uh, coming up. So even if people aren't gonna be in the Midwest or Chicagoland area, they can still subscribe to my mailing list at JoeDiamondLive.com and uh, have the chance for me to read their mind over Zoom um, uh, coming up in the next uh, next few uh, weeks because I'll be doing that again because I haven't done those in a while and they're a lot of fun and it gets the chance for me to see more people and meet more people than just you know where I'm able to go in person um, but, uh, so yeah, so I still do it, I can recreate it, I can do it, um, but, uh, but yeah, but I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm, I'm always a little <laughs> nervous telling the story, because I'm always wondering, like, is this gonna be the time when I'm finally told, hey, Joe, gotta yeah, stop telling this story, but I've been telling it for, let's see, here, we're in 2024 now, so, eight years, so, and I haven't been told to stop telling it yet, so... I think I think we're okay
1: i I've had Jerry Yeller on the show a number of times and uh, and he uh some of the stuff that he has talked about that he has done for the government is mm-hmm. unbelievable you know
0: yeah yeah so why he's does got, he has got he's got the checks from finding oil to back it up yeah, that's
1: right yeah uh, so, he does
0: yeah I, I actually uh i I was able to interview him for for my radio show and that's still on uh still on YouTube and being able to talk to him was a huge huge dream come true as well yeah he's definitely a childhood hero for me for sure
1: joe what is your take on um ouija boards do they really work
0: um i have kind of i have an unconventional take on ouija boards because i do believe in for lack of a better term a lot of paranormal phenomena Mm -hmm. but i don't believe ouija boards communicate with ghosts demons spirits and the like um, I've, I actually did a couple of college term papers on the Ouija board. Uh, one was actually based on the science of it. One was on the business of it. Um, it's a fascinating history, by the way. Um, there's, uh, America's first patent battle was over the Ouija board, actually, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, when you realize, oh my gosh, the first patent to ever go to court was for the Ouija board. Um... The other thing that's fascinating is people are always worried about the board with the alphabet on it, when technically that's not the oracle. The oracle is the planchette with the hole in it. Originally that had a piece of lead in it that would write messages for automatic writing and seances and table tipping and such. So the board is nothing more than an indicator. It's actually the planchette that is the oracle. And it wasn't until movies like The Exorcist came out that people started to have such a negative association with it. Like people always knew they were they were spooky and supernatural, but none of like the urban legends of you know being possessed with by them uh, really came about until that. Um, we actually did uh, some experiments on my friend's uh, YouTube channel, The Modern Rogue. If you type my name and uh, Ouija board into Google or, or YouTube, you'll find this video. Uh, we did a bunch of experiments, but for me, the biggest, uh, experiment that, that to me concludes that shows that it's the person or the people moving it, Mm -hmm. whether they know it or not, is we blindfolded people and then without telling them flip the Ouija board 180 degrees. So all the letters were in different places and the yes and no were in different places. So we then ask, you know, yes or no questions. And the planchette would go up to where the yes used to be. I see. Or where the no used to be. Because they so all... that showed that there was something in the people, not outside of the people, but unconsciously Joe, in I... the people's brains... Joe, I've got to take a break here. Please
1: it. stand by. Exxonation, Joe Diamond okay. is our guest. JoeDiamondLive.com. And you're listening to the Exxon, live and around the world on your hometown radio, Classic 1220, and streamed around the world on Classic 1220 If you'd like to send me an email, my email address is xzone at classic1220.ca. We'll be back. Don't go away. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell, just like an old-time And welcome back. Talking about mind games, my guest this hour is Joe Diamond. His website is JoeDiamondLive.com. And you're listening to The X-Zone on Classic 1220 and streamed around the world on Classic1220.ca. Joe, uh, we were talking about uh, Ouija boards. And, Mm -hmm. you know, know, it seems that, you know, I I couldn't understand the demonic side of it if these were sold in toy Mm -hmm. stores.
0: Yeah. 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 It it seems like, well, and the fact it kind of had the Jaws phenomena, you know, how, like, you know, shark uh, sightings went up when, when the Jaws movie came up, came out Mm -hmm. the same kind of thing with like a demonic possessions. It all, it all like centers around when the movie, the exorcist came out and, uh, and there's that, you know, famous scene with the, with the Ouija board in it. Um, and yeah and it's also so the the way it works is something known as the ideomotor response it's the same way that we have pendulums work and uh, table tipping and even some things like uh like contact mind reading work and the thing I, i try to point out that you know i'm not discouraged that it's not spirits or ghosts The fact that we're doing this, that our minds are capable of doing something like this, to me is just as, if not more amazing. Like the fact that our minds can do this and we don't even know is pretty amazing and pretty astounding. And just goes to show how even when you know the mystery, there's always a deeper mystery waiting to be explored.
1: In your opinion, Joe, doing everything you do, what is your greatest uh, interest when it comes to within the uh, paranormal, parapsychology.
0: Oh man, I mean, with parapsychology, I mean just just all of it, everything from the human mind. Mm-hmm. I, I've really been um, looking at a lot of different uh, aspects of the of the history of of its uh, place in both the laboratory and in the public eye and on stage, and how it needs both to kind of uh, push it forward. It needs the stage to get people's interest and keep needs the laboratory to keep actually pushing it forward. And I feel like in some ways, you know, like, you know, psychic phenomena mm-hmm. and, and the paranormal has never been more popular with, thanks to, you know, for lack of a better term, the stage, thanks to, you know, TV shows yeah. and media and live shows and everything. But I don't feel like it's gotten the... The, the way it needs to be addressed properly in scientific communities. And there are some great scientific studies that are happening and that are doing great things with it and, and actually looking into it. And I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm really hoping uh, that there's, there's more of that because I, like right now, lately, actually this last year, my big uh, interest has been mesmerism. And Franz Anton Mesmer because he's often credited for discovering mental suggestion or hypnosis but he was so convinced that he had found animal magnetism this invisible fluid that would control people he wasn't willing to hear the information that no this was actually something that people were he wasn't willing to hear any other uh, takes on what he had discovered and I'm, I'm hoping that the more both of these things progress the more you know we're we're all able to you know let go of our preconceived notions and again just be willing to embrace the mystery because i think that's that's where you're not going to go in with a preconceived notion of and looking for you know you know you know evidence to support beliefs rather than the other way around so, would you say
1: what you do in part is what is known as remote viewing?
0: Um, it can, it can. In fact, uh, we can try something kind of close to remote viewing to uh, with you and all the all the listeners, sure. uh, if uh, to kind of finish up this uh, Slack segment. If you want to give it a shot,
1: sure. Let's give it a shot. We've got eight minutes
0: okay. left. Okay. Okay. Per- oh yeah, that's more than enough time. So here's how this will work. Um. So, um, we can't see each other and, um, uh, we're, we're too far away to do, um, what would be known as kind of traditional, you know, telepathy. So this would be, this will be known more as remote viewing or remote projection. Okay. The way this will work is I'm actually going to think of a thought. Uh, I will project it out to you and all the listeners through, uh, through the airwaves, through the internet. Um, it doesn't matter if this is, if people are listening to this uh, recorded or not, it should still work. I've done this many times through recordings and it should still work. And um, I'll project these thoughts and we'll see how many, uh, how many of uh, your listeners can receive our psychic transmission. Now we'll see how you do here, uh, right right here and right now with the two of us. Okay. Um, but, um, but either way, don't shout your answers out loud. Don't say your answers out loud just yet. Let's give the people listening a chance as well and uh kind of like we talked about before one tip is to not think about it too much go with whatever comes to you naturally um intuition is knowing without knowing okay yep so uh so for starters uh uh, you know get comfortable for a moment Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: uh take a deep breath and then exhale perfect we're gonna do that again take one more deep breath and this time as you exhale Get in your mind a number from 1 to 10. Lock it in your mind. Don't change it. Remember that number. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll do it again. Again, I'll keep it simple. Uh, Take another deep breath.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as you exhale, get in your mind a direction on a compass. Again, lock it in your mind. Don't change it. Remember that direction. Right. All right. This last one's going to be the most difficult. Uh, This time, I'm going to try to send two uh, simple geometric shapes. Uh, one inside the other like a square inside of something else obviously don't pick square i, I just said it take a deep breath and exhale and remember those two shapes okay um i'm curious uh, to see how you did and again um uh, your listeners, what can your listeners uh, email to let you know how they did uh, after they've listened to this?
1: All right, all they need to do is just email me here at exzone at classic1220.ca. That's xzone X-Z-O-N-E-E, at classic1220.ca.
0: Great, because uh, what I was actually doing, I was focusing on a memory from my past. I was actually thinking on my first day of uh, of of high school, actually. It's a pretty common memory for a lot of people. That's why I picked it, so there'd be some overlap with a lot of your listeners. And I was thinking about how I couldn't, uh, the moment where I couldn't find geometry class. So I asked someone where it was, and they said it was on the north side of the building. So if you got north, that would count as a hit right now. Um, When I got to the classroom, I noticed there were seven students. So if you got seven, that would count as a hint. And when I sat down, I remember the teacher had drawn on the chalkboard a circle and a triangle. So if you got one of those, that would be considered a hit as well. So, Rob, how did you do? Did you get uh, one or two or all of them? How did you do?
1: I got the last one, Uh, the circle. You got the last one. Perfect. Circle, uh, when you said north, I was west. And when you said seven, I was nine.
0: Okay, so you weren't so you weren't too far off on on the number. That's nope, fine. Nope. Um but that's but that's the thing too. Now, the other thing I point out in my live shows when I do this, mm-hmm. um the amount of people who get uh, um, you know one or two is obviously uh, the most, but the amount of people who get all three are the most like open people. Now, I often talk about the ones who get none of them, right? These are that's okay too. These are the people who when I th- asked to think of like simple shapes thought of like a star inside of a dodecahedron, these are typically the people who are better at generating thoughts rather than being open to uh, the thoughts of other people. And to be and to be fair, these are the kinds of people we need uh, for every kind of creative project. If you got, uh, and these are the kinds of people who really think about what they're going to think about. And if you got two or uh, two or all three of these thoughts, these are the people who are, of course, again, the most intuitive and the most open and the most uh, um, able to uh, receive this stuff. So I'm curious to see uh, how the rest of the listeners uh, did. I'm uh, again, I'm uh, JoeDiamondLive.com. You can subscribe to my mailing list at the bottom of the homepage there and uh, let me know how you did as well. And um, yeah, I'm really curious to see how uh, how your listeners do with this because it's, uh, it's a lot of fun yeah. to give it a try. And especially as the uh, this goes out and the the you know podcast version. It's interesting to hear how uh, how it does because sometimes people get more people get it with uh, the after broadcast. Sometimes people get it more with the initial broadcast. It's fascinating when uh, when this happens.
1: Before we go, uh, we've got about uh, two minutes, so we, quickly, okay. tarot cards. Mhm. What's your take on them?
0: Uh, I love tarot. I so. Real real fun thing, so the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck was designed by a woman named Pamela Coleman-Smith. Her friends called her Pixie. I I mean, I could talk about just her for a whole hour next time. (laughs) Um, Long story short, she was an artist, moved to many different countries. Her first uh, professional job as an artist was she designed the program for uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula when it was a play in London's West End. In fact, uh, Bram Stoker even gave her a speaking role in the play. He was so charmed by her, and it was through that play she got connected with William Butler Yeats and the Order of the Golden Dawn, and uh, they commissioned her to design the um, Rider-Waite Smith tarot deck. And she listened to classical music like Beethoven and Bach and claimed to have synesthesia. So those were the imi- that's where like your senses get all mixed up where you can like feel colors or taste numbers. She could see music. So when she listened to classical music, those are the images that came to her. So I love that style deck because it literally is classical music brought to life. And then my favorite fact to to finish up with her is in the last 10 years of her life, she came out as a Catholic woman. So I love telling people (laughs) that a mixed race female Catholic artist designed tarot cards.
1: And she always played with a full deck.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. There's a couple great books that have come out about her and a couple great online articles if uh, people want to look her up. She's, again, a fascinating human.
1: Joe, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, Congratulations on everything you do. and uh, We look forward to the next time when you're here with us back in the X-Zone. And I will let you know how many listeners send me the emails with uh, their responses. I will, Joe. Take care, sir. At Exo Nation, if you'd like yep. to contact Joe or check out his website, he's got a lot of stuff there, diamondlive.com. Well, that's it for tonight, Exo Nation. I'll be back tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we're here with you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight on your hometown radio classic 1220 and uh, streamed around the world on classic 1220.ca so until tomorrow night when once again we meet here in the x-zone take care of each other love your child let them know that they mean so much to you and that always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light good night everyone
0: yeah.